Sean, again, things <coughs> off the pitch are making the headlines. So I just want to get your thoughts, first of all, on the takeover, or potential takeover, I should say, and obviously how it impacts you and the players at the moment. Well, there's no impact on me at the moment or the players, other than the news, obviously. Um, you know, of course, as manager, I was aware of something maybe happening. Um, but I know as much as you from this morning, um, the strength of the, the words put out. And I agree with you. I, I, I know there's also ongoing checks from the Premier League and the like. So, you know, uh, that will take some time. Does that mean then you've had no chance to speak to the prospective new owners as yet? No, not at this stage. Um, like I say, news, strong news this morning was, was breaking to me as well. Like I say, I knew some noise about it, but not the actual details. Um, I'm sure in due course I will speak to whoever needs to. Uh, but at this stage, it's, it's too early for all that. How does it compare to the situation you were in at Burnley? Because obviously your final season there, a takeover happened. Um, so... What similarities do you see between the positions the two clubs are in? Well, I don't know the group that are coming in, obviously, um, with any depth at all, really. So it's, you know, the, the people involved, the people you're working with or could be working with, depending. And then, you know, you fathom that out as you go. Um, so I don't know their, their different thoughts until I speak to them um, about what their, their vision of the future is. From your memory, though, what impact did that takeover have on you at the time? And I suppose... It, are there concerns that it can impact your position at the football club? Well, it's more about the modelling of the club. You know, the, the Burnley situation was different. They changed the modelling of the club and their view of how they wanted it to go. Um, so that wasn't really the case. You know, I made it clear afterwards we didn't win enough games. Simple as that. So I don't, I don't think that was anything to do with the people involved. That's just a fact of the matter of being in management. Um, obviously, we need to win more games at the current stage of this season, although we've been playing well. But yeah, so all them things are to be looked at. The carrots involved, um, should this deal go all the way through? And then we'll find out more, you know, relationships, how you build relationships and their view of, of how the club can move forward, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And what does a manager need from boardroom level that maybe has been lacking since you arrived at the football club? Well, I've only had a short window. Um, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, because the club have kind of found its way through all the different uh, ways of working. Um, more latterly, it's been me and Kev really have been you know, hands-on all the time, obviously, uh, mainly in the markets and stuff like that. Not the bigger picture, not the stadium and all stuff like that, quite obviously. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what their view of it is, um, You know how they see it moving forwards. And like I say, both on and off the pitch, the business side of the club, obviously the stadium as well, and then also on the pitch. So they're, they're things to be looked at when, when well, let's imagine when everything's done and, and signed and sealed and tied up. We will get to matters on the pitch now. I'm sure you would have liked more in during the window. It's unusual here, to be honest, since I've been here. It's you who yeah, always have to front up when it comes months, to this. months of talking about all sorts of stuff. Not so um, much on the pitch. As I say, obviously, I get the impression you wanted more in during the, the transfer window, but how strong are the options that you have in the squad now, do you feel, when everyone's fit? Yeah, I think that's the key. Of, of course, you know, you, as a manager, you want to try and strengthen in as many areas as possible. The, the, the financial situation, I've, I've spoken as freely and openly as I can. On the other hand, the people coming back to fitness, you know, Dom uh, back on the grass again um, and should be clear. Um, Jack Harrison's now on the grass with us as a team only the last few days, but, but that's good news and he's feeling good. Um, Delhi's still a bit of time away. Shams is still a bit of time away, but they're on the grass with the physios. So that's good, um, but not working with us in the team. Um, uh, Dobbo, he's back. Um, he trained with us. I'm trying to think, what else we're we missing? Branthwaite, Tarkin. Oh yeah, no, Jared. Jared's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Just um, you know, knocks and nothing, nothing too major. So yeah, so we are getting stronger. So Jack and Dom, possible options for the weekend? Or? Not Jack. 
no, Jack's only just out in the grass working with the team. He's been out in the grass though, for a long period, longer period, sorry, with the sports science team and the strength and conditioning, all that side of things. But actually training with us literally a couple of days. So he's going to need more time than that. Um, and with Dom, it's just obviously the facial injury. So he's managed to keep his fitness up, which is good. Um, so he'll certainly be coming back into the fold. Just with that depth, how did you feel about the way Damari Gray left the club? Well, I spoke freely of it. It was, it was just one of them things. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a situation where the club, all I was trying to make clear is the club will always make the decisions, not the players. That's just the reality of this football club. It's the reality of all football clubs, but certainly this one. Um, so, yeah, a decision was made. Um, a very good fee for that player. Um, and that had to be considered. The business side of the club has been quite apparent, I think, you know, this summer, with the money bought in against the money going out. So I think that's part of the, the, the reality of where the club is at this time. Obviously, Arsenal at Goodison brings back good memories from your first game in charge mm -hmm. as well. It feels like you need something similar again. What was the key to that performance on the day and something that you can maybe harness this time around as well? Well, uh the, the, the oddest thing um, so far this season has been the actual performance level against what the points on the board, you know. So we want the performance level to stay high. Um, some of what we learn from that, although each season is different, each team, you know, tweak what they do. Um, the basic structure of the team has to be good, of course. The work ethic of the team has to be good against sides, all sides, but particularly sides like Arsenal. Um, they've had a good start. And, and equally, finding your key moments, you know, and I think that's... Uh, probably the biggest challenge so far this season is the number of key moments we've had, and we haven't we haven't you know been clinical enough to to take hold of games at the key times. So not so easy against uh, teams like Arsenal, but we showed last season, which the you know when the the team's in good shape, good uh, I suppose being committed to the cause. You know at that stage it was first game, Arsenal big moment. And every player's nose pointing in the right direction, everyone playing on the edge, and, and that's what we want. We want every player to do that all the time. And like I say, apart from the Lito, which I can't disguise, but the actual performance levels have been really high. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Sean, on Arsenal, I know at the end of last season you spoke about this and you've mentioned it since. There can be big moments in a season, turning points in a season. Is this potentially one of them when you relate back to, to that first game in charge and the effect it had on the squad? I think usually, not always, it's retrospectively. You know, I think people look back because in the Arsenal game, you've got to remember everyone just presupposed we're off and running and we sort of did do and then it tailed off. So it doesn't guarantee. Um, I think taking these on would be, you know, if you, if you can get that result that you all want and we all want, then all it does is reinforce actually the good performances so far this season and you, you get your payback for the consistency. There's one one blip, of course, at Villa where we're miles off, but the other games we play very well. So... I think it's more about that, reinforcing the, the consistency of the team and the way it's playing to get a reward for it. Is it fair to say you feel that, as a group, you're in a better place now than even at the end of last season? Well, we look to balance the group. We know there was an imbalance, and I think we've done that. Um, worked very hard and diligently through, throughout the markets and you know trying to put deals together. And I've said all along, them deals have been difficult. Um, so I think balance-wise, as long as everyone's fit, which everyone's beginning to get fit, then I think, yeah, we're in a, we're in a better place. Um, whether we can you know, now take that into performances that can win, because uh, performances are there, but we've got to win. And against a team like, like Arsenal and obviously what they're trying to achieve, what is the key? What's the, the minimum if you are to pull off a win on Sunday? Well, you've got to, you've got to all play well. You know, I've said it for years. You know, when, when, the, when the big guns really turn up, then you have to play well. Some things need to go in your favour. They have a soft one, you know, and you play very well. You know, your, your performance stops them. That can be a key factor. But also, we've got some really talented players, I believe. You know, and, and we've we've been very creative this season so far. 
um, we've got to continue to do that. So it's not just about waiting for the game. You've got to go and take the game. You know, and I've said this to the players endlessly, and, and so far this season, I think there's been a good show of that, despite not getting the, the points on the board that we think we should. Thank you. Thank That's you. Rich. We'll go to Shimon at the Sorry, Shimon, one second. Ashon, is um, having the takeover being resolved good for everyone at the club to quieten some of that noise that you talk about? Well, it's too early to say, um, I think, because it's not, you know, like I say, with all the due diligence that's still to be done, um, until that's done, it might be a different view. But I think, um, I think the noise has been there for a long time. So I think people have just got used to it, to be honest. You know, the noise of ownership and possible new owners and all that sort of stuff. So I don't think... Um, I don't think it's that big a deal, certainly not to myself or the players. You know, it doesn't affect the fact we're prepping for the game against Arsenal. You know, that just continues regardless of what's going on at the very top of the club. Is it something to look forward to for the fans though, who have maybe been unhappy at what's been going on here for the last few years? Well, like I say, it'll be, it'll be, we don't really know which way it'll go yet with the, the strategy, the thinking, the, the course that the new ownership, let's say it's, it goes through, will we'll take. So I think, uh, well, I imagine that messages to myself messages going out there will come in due course um, and, and allow our fans a window of opportunity to see what their plans are. Yeah, what, what have you had a chance to work on with the players during the international break on the, on the training pitch? Yeah, it's not so easy because obviously a, a number went away, um, a number of our starters, but they got back in today, so we did some relevant things that we thought today and you've still got to monitor, you know, a couple of players played both 90s, um, I think Miko and uh, Amma. Uh, Ghana played the second game, you know, so some have had more minutes than others. Um, Pato less so, Jordan, of course, you know. that. So it's just getting them back together today and doing some work on, on what comes next. And obviously with Arsenal, we do have to make sure the players are prepared, as we would do. Uh, but yeah, we've only got a couple of days with them together as a group. And yet to pick up a victory this season, but can they summon that energy from your first game here to repeat, repeat what you did? Well, it's a long time ago. I don't, I don't think they'll summon that energy, but I'd like the energy to be in the performance. I mean, that's for sure, because it has to be. It has to be in all Premier League games. So that's a, a given for me. Minimum requirement is maximum effort. You know, that's one of the things I've said to the team. All teams I work with, to be honest. And I think that's the way I thought I played myself. As limited as I was compared to these players, but I think I always put effort in and I think I always put maximum in. I think that's a key thing when you get that collective energy. It could be a powerful force. Thanks, Shemu. We've got to Carl. Sean, you say you and the players are sort of trying to stay immune from the outside noise. What, what's the key to keeping sort of the stability within the squad when yeah, there's so much talk and there's going to be for another three months until this deal gets done? I think they're used to it. I think ever since I've been here, probably before I was here, there's been noise about everything. Like we were laughing about, you know, with Vinny's. Ever since I've been here, there's not many press conferences I've done about football. That's for sure. Purely about football, that is. Thanks, Carl. Julia, Radio Merseyside. Thank you, Sean. Uh, this will be the first time the home crowd get to see Beto. He's become quite popular already. I'm sure you're aware with the fans. What has he has he provided a boost here? Um, I think he's added a, a different feel. You know, I think he's he's quite quiet actually, but the way he goes about it, the way he trains, um, he's got a, a lovely rawness about him so far. When he just wants to take it on, very open-minded. I think he's shown that in his performances so far. He's shown that in training. And we certainly want to uh, allow him to build on that, you know, because, you, you know, yourself, you want... strange thing about football, you want players to be polished, but you also want them to not lose that raw edge. And I think he, he will become more polished as a player, but he's definitely got that rawness and that desire to do well. And, and that's a, a great thing to have, I think, coming into the Premier League. I know you said Jack Harrison isn't ready for selection yet, but now you are able to work with him a bit more closely. What qualities is he bringing you to your squad? 
Well, I think he can work in a number of key areas on the pitch. He, you know, we know he can score, we know he can assist, um, and we know he's got quality. But he's also got a, a high work ethic, and I think that's a really healthy mixture um, for any team, but certainly for this team. So, yeah, we want him to do all of that. Um, like I say, it's early stage of him uh, getting true fitness, but he's a fit lad, that's for sure. Um, he tests well, as in our physical testing, uh, and he looks free. The main thing with injuries sometimes... You know, players come back, they don't quite look free. He does. You know, he's joined in training in the last couple of days and, and he looks like he's clear and ready to go. So now it's just getting him to full match, uh, match speed and match fitness. When you do those physical tests then, you know, do they match up to what you then see in the training and what we see on the pitch? Well, the only thing that people talk about, you've heard it for years, is that true match fitness. I say it myself because there's something about playing a game that is, you know, you've got to add in the emotion of a game, the feel of a game, also the, the prep of a game, the build-up, all of that. You can never quite recreate that, but what you can do is get him fit for the task. So I think he's done a lot of work, a lot of background work. The final bit is when they get out there playing. And it's not just one game, you know, it's each game as it comes. And usually by sort of that two, three, four game mark, they usually got true match fitness and physical fitness. Because most of these lads, you've got to remember, the days of these players coming in after pre-season, that overweight and out of shape, just doesn't happen now. You know, most of them, their general fitness is very high anyway, but we're talking about that peak top performing fitness and there's a there's a small percentage of difference but it's very important that last bit you've already you know mentioned it a couple of times there since you've come in the headlines around the club have not always been about the first team rarely about the first team in fact has this been quite a learning curve for you as a manager <laughs> yeah definitely it's, uh, <laughs> I will say that it's been some interesting times um, but no it's 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 a challenge you know and I didn't come into it with, with my eyes closed I knew it would be um, and it certainly has been Still is, um, but but there's some really strong signs, I think. You know, and, and I think as a club, and I'd like to think, we're, we're showing signs that of that connection I spoke about, and I think the, the connection with the fans. We haven't got the points on the board we deserve, and I, I, I think they agree. And, you know, that's the thing I get. I don't speak to all fans, but I speak to some, and they, they sort of get it. You know, they've backed us home in a way like they do. And I think so far they've liked what they've seen, other than the league table. Now, we've got to correct that by winning games, but I think there's a lot of good work done. There's lots more to do. Thank you. Thanks, Julia. We'll go to Will. Thanks. Hi, Sean. Sorry, hi. It's all right. Just wanted to ask about Jared Bland before he's obviously started the, the past two games. Um, caught the eye. But it's an importance with him, given he is a, a young lad, fairly inexperienced. You have to say the rough with the smooth of him. Maybe there might be mistakes, but sticking with him and not maybe getting on his back too much is... Yeah, I mean, you know, part of the learning curve of all players, and I've mentioned many times about goalkeepers and centre-halves, they often mature later because their game knowledge improves. And I think that's where he's at. You know, we, we know he's a good player. It's now about game knowledge and, and uh, you know, being alive to the, the, the nuances of being a centre-back, basically. Um, you know, the, the tiny details that you learn from years of playing there. Um, you know, and I think he's made a really strong start to what he's about. Um, and I think he's, he's, he's getting more and more effective very quickly because he needs to, and he'll understand that. We're not certainly not overcoaching him at the moment. We're letting him play. We don't want to over, you know, overcoach him by giving him so much to absorb and so much to take on. So at the minute, it's just pointers, really, direction as a group in the unit, um, and him absorbing his own performances. Because when you, when you first start at any level of football, there's enough going on, you know, and so we, we, we coach enough, we feel, to you know, give them the awareness of what their job is and their role. But then sometimes let them go a little bit, you know, let them learn from what they're doing. I think that self-learning in football is something that's still relevant um, and not always the case. You know, some players and sometimes you can feel like you have to overwhelm them with information. 
about all the different things and players they're playing against. Sometimes, you know, we've found over the years it's better to just back off a little bit and let them naturally play. And so far, he's done a good job of that. Andre Gomez as well. He's been linked with a move to Turkey before this evening. Is there any chance of that happening before the window closes? I think it's unlikely. Um, he's been very un- unfortunate with injuries, not major injuries. Um, he's aware that I want him to get fit. I want him to be a, a part of what we're doing. Um, I think he's a very good footballer. Um, I think he's shown that down the years. So, so I, I think it's unlikely. I think he'll be here at the end of today. And I hope he is. I hope he is. Just finally, you said in January after the window shut, there can be a couple of pots of gold maybe in terms of the free agent market. But given that it was two weeks since the window shut, is it maybe too late now to say if that, w- that would have already happened and you might have brought any in or are you looking at that? Um, sorry, do you mean retrospectively, players? Just the free agent market. Oh, um, free agent, yeah, sorry. Said, um, said in January, the pots that can be pots of gold. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, it's, it's rare at this stage. You get one who's you know missed for odd reasons. Usually by this stage, the, the market's found the situation for players, you know, where they're at. Um, but, you know, we'd certainly keep an eye on the list of players and, and see if there's anyone who sorts, which we've already done, of course. But we will keep doing that.